Hey guys, what's going on? Tony is going to be the only person on this episode today. No Jackie. So, welcome to another episode of Pew Time. And it's going to be slightly shorter of an episode because, well, I'm over-caffeinated and I feel slightly ranty. Let me get the normal stuff out of the way. First off, shooting sports. Dragon's Cup happened. And it was a massive success from what it looks like. 471 shooters. High overall, Max Lee Grandis. High Lady, Morgan Leonhardt. This match looked amazing, although it also became uh, the Dust Bowl match. There was a, a giant sandstorm going on. Cue Darude's music. From what I saw, the stages looked amazing. Good array. Different qualities per stages. Let's jump in. Limited had 48 shooters. First, Gianni. Congratulations, my dude. He beat out... Second place, John Browning. Third, Scott Brown. Open had 134 shooters. First place, Aaron Edens. Second, June Kim. Third place, Eric Range Panda Steiner. Well done, sir. Good job on the podium. Production had 19 shooters. First place, Sal Luna, followed by Casey Reed and Brett Thomas. Revolver was won by Vincent Gunther which I believe he was the GM and there was one other revolver shooter and he was a D-class. Single stack had six total. Trent Eckler, and he won first, and unfortunately Jalice had a DQ in this match. Jalice Williams. Uh, Carry Optics had 220 shooters. Woof. Basically, this was a, you know, a, pre-game for CO Nats, it seems. And uh, I know I'm not alone in saying this, I didn't see this part coming, but congratulations, Max Michelle won carry optics, followed by Mason Lane. Third place, Jacob Hetherington. That's the first time in a while that you did not hear me say Nil's name in the top three, let alone first. Uh, Nils placed fourth. PCC had 41 shooters, Max Leagrandis one, followed by Brian Harrington, and then Jason Clark. It looked like an awesome match I really hope to get into next year. A lot of my friends went down and shot. Unfortunately, I was not able to make it, and neither was Jackie. So, good job, Team Motley. It seems like it was great success, and I can't wait for a 4.0, and we're going to try and get in. Gun news. Uh, some stuff that has been trickling in that we missed at NRA show. Live Free Armory is coming out with their own 2011 called the Apollo 11. I think the rumor is it's going to be right around 1,000-ish bucks. Cool thing, it has a familiar-looking grip to longtime STI lovers, is it's got like a dragon scale-type grip. So the 2011 market, and I think companies, is just... Well, what can I say? It's just like, oh, it's just like the Glock companies were five years ago where everyone came out with Glock parts and all of a sudden you saw every variation of a Glock 17 and 19 come out. So now 2011s are going through the same thing. And Henry's Revolver. Definitely did not see this coming. Sad I did not get to see it in person. It is their big boy revolver available in 357 38 in two variations, either one with the 
uh, bird's head handle or one with a traditional grip, both a four inch barrel, beautiful blued finish. It's got the, you know, the very classy, like, walnut grips with brass look to it. It is a gorgeous looking gun. MSRP for both models is around 928 So, that is going to be it. That's the fastest I think I've ever done shooting sports and gun news. But I want to get into something that was... Brought up, again, I really thought we were past this shit, but uh, we're not. What? Can anyone explain to me what the hell is a tactical shooter? I, I don't know. I don't know what a tactical shooter is. I've had some people try and explain it to me, but it doesn't make sense. You know, do you run around in full kit? No? Okay. But even if you did, does that make you a tactical shooter? What is a tactical shooter? This is going to sound really biased, but clearly someone can identify myself and a lot of my friends as competition shooters. Because we shoot competitions. What do tactical shooters do? Now, don't get me wrong. I've jumped into that side of the world. I've participated in classes that were solely based on tactics. Learning proper CQB, room clearing with a team, door procedures, shapes of a room. Learning that tactic. Yes. But the shooting portion wasn't really anything different than what we did any other time. So what makes it a tactical shooting? That This is what escapes me, especially when you go into these more... I don't want to say... Simple is not the word I'm looking for. It's more generic. There we go. That's a good word. More a generic overview of shooting. Which is fine. There's a place for that. But I don't think it should be labeled as tactical. Because you're not teaching tactics. You're teaching how to perform with a gun. Give a high level of performance with a gun. Every tactical shooter, quote, quote, tactical shooter I've met, usually is two things. Usually, and I'm going to get a ton of hate for this, and well, quite frankly, like I said, the caffeine's in me and I don't care. Tactical shooters are two things. One, they're either too scared to go out there, it intimidates them, and they're unsure, which kind of bleeds into the number two, is their ego is so big they can't stand the thought of losing to uh, a big fat white guy, a little 12-year-old girl, the accountant, uh, the water doctor... Or the, the, the water scientist, they can't stand the thought of losing to someone that, quote, isn't tactical or wouldn't work in the real world. That doesn't make sense to me. So I feel like you, quote unquote, tactical guys have painted yourself into a corner 
to where it no longer makes sense and more and more people are seeing the light, thankfully. And it's not just competition shooters. There are plenty of guys out there that really don't shoot competitions on the regular. They still shoot them, just not on the regular. And we'll get some more of that in a second. But they're performance-driven. They use a timer. They analyze their shit. Like, what is going on? How do I get better? You tactical guys, at least the majority of you that I've seen, are so worried about everything being perfect and looking good that you don't care about anything else. You don't care if it's fast. You don't care. Like, to you, if two people were on the line and we were doing a build drill, then this is the, this is the argument I don't understand. You can stand on the line and you can do your draw, clear your level three holster, come up, press out, and shoot six center mass. Let's say you hit all A's in two and a half seconds. Then a guy that's performance driven does the same thing, exact same thing, in under two seconds. Which one would you rather have? In a real situation. If you had to draw your gun. And shoot. Which would you rather have? Because odds are his draw is faster. He is on target faster. Which one would you rather have? And a big thing that I hear. An argument when they try and talk to me about this. Or we won't call it an argument. We'll call it a conversation. Yeah but every shot matters. I gotta process this. Who this is, what, you know, who this is not, who this is, who isn't. Okay, here's how I'm going to address and have addressed this. Two things. One, if you can operate your gun, your gear, your anything that you're messing with on a subconscious level, you free up a ton of bandwidth to be able to process everything else. Who is this guy? Is he holding a cell phone or a gun? Is he a threat? Should I go this way? Where is my partner? Which side of the door are those hinges on? How does it open? How many doors are there? How many angles of exposure do I have? Have I seen them all? Or, more importantly, have I gotten enough bandwidth to get rid of so-called tunnel vision or to fight it to where if you're there with someone, you can still talk and receive information from them? I'll give you an example, and this is not tooting my own horn, okay? I'm not the best shooter on the planet. I'm okay at best. I went to a CQB class with, nationally, he's a world-renowned CQB instructor. I went with my buddy, and we went with a bunch of friends, and we all went and took this class together. Uh, we were one of two teams, and there were eight. One of two teams that did not shoot a non-threat target. So everyone else except me and one other team, my team and one other team, shot a non-threat target. My first time going through it, everyone else had already been through it. Multiple times. Like, multiple different classes. We don't really rerun the same scenario in these classes as it kind of defeats the purpose. But you get the idea. Bandwidth. So, 
how was I able to perform at a high level having never learned any type of CQB or tactics like this in my life? This is the first time I'd ever done it. Well, that's because when we were doing the regular walkthrough drills or carry positions, administrative stuff, right? You learn who can do stuff with their gun at an almost subconscious level. Now, I will say, you do have to have this subconscious turned off to a point. There are things that I learned that help you to be cognizant of what's going on. Such as loading your rifle in the dark, checking the chamber, right? Doing, doing just normal checks after clearing a room. Stuff like that does require attention. Generally, after any shit has gone down. So that's okay then. But during it, or during carrying positions and stuff like that, moving a rifle, as someone that doesn't shoot a ton of rifle, I'm not half bad at it. Why? Said it once, said it a thousand times. Shooting is shooting. You've heard plenty of people say this. And there's a reason for it. Because it's fucking true. So, let's go back to the story. How was I able to perform at such a high level? Well, I, I, listen, I give a lot of credit to the fact that I've had enough training through the year that, aside from the stuff that I've never messed with, i.e. wearing a fucking plate carrier, because we were in a live shoot house, and all the stuff that I had to go through, like, I don't run around with magazines on my chest, right? I do have a tourniquet and a first aid, but it, it's not normally, everything's not bolted to me like some mech robot. That was a new feeling. However, when it came time to operate and move a gun, that was all normal. That was done at as quick as anyone else, usually quicker, more efficiently, and done correctly and safely. So, this is the importance of... And, I, and there are some teachers out there that teach quote-unquote tactical training. They stress this, right? You want to get into a position that's constantly making you uncomfortable. This is just like any type of training for any martial arts, which firearms is. This is a form of martial arts. Get to a place that's uncomfortable for you and train there. Not to the point where it's unsafe, but uncomfortable. As in, going to stage plan. Going to a match to stage plan, learn stage planning, shoot a competition. Most people are uncomfortable there. You know, there's a lot of us competition shooters that, yes, everyone goes, oh, well, if you walk through and stage plan, that's not real life. You're right, but the skills that you're using transfer. Again, not the tactics, but the skills. Processing stuff at high speed. Using your equipment at a high and efficient speed with very rapid accuracy. That 
all takes over and carries over to the tactical world. All of my skills with a weapon carried over to a CQB class. Did I run the stuff slow? Everyone did. However, I think I was able to keep up and pick things up quicker because I didn't have to think as much for the gun part. That was already there. And on top of that, for three quarters of the class, I didn't even use my gun. Why? Because I thought it was tactical to have a shorty gun, a little 10-inch gun. One, realistically, no, not the best for this. So one of the instructors lent me their full-length 16-inch gun. And that's what I did the class with. But again, shooting is shooting. You should be comfortable with a gun. This is where competition can come in. A couple things people need to look at. The highest level of tactical, quote, tactical shooters. I'm talking the real guys. The guys that kick indoors. The real manhunter people that we have walking the planet that make it safer for us. Who do you think they learn from? Who do you think they learn their shooting from? Their shooting performance. Their shooting skills. Spoiler alert. It's competition shooters. There's a reason world champions and national champions such as Robbie Latham, J.J. Rakaza, Max Michelle, and countless others have been contracted to teach special forces, special teams. Because in that aspect, at running a gun as efficient and skillfully with rapid accuracy as possible is they are the best at it. And so they go to the people that are the best at it. Do you think they talk to Rob, Max, or any of them about tactics? No. That's not what they're there for. They're learning how to get the gun out on target, pull the trigger as quickly and as accurately as possible, and then they're going to take those skills and put them to use inside of their realm of tactics. Hey, I need to clear this room. These are the tactics. These are my, you know, this is the order of operation I have to go through. Threat. Now the skills come in. Getting the gun out, getting the gun up. Yes, processing. The gun's already out, so you've had, you have more time to process you know you can get the gun out in this sort of time. Or you have the skills to. You've trained this. So drawing the gun doesn't take up, uh, excuse me, doesn't take up any bandwidth. You can look at the target. Is this a threat? Do I need to have my gun pointed at them? Yes, I do. Gun's already out on target. You're not fumbling with anything. You're not getting the master grip, clearing it, coming up, pressing out. No, the gun's there because of your skills. So if the top level of the top of the top tier guys tell you to shoot competition, where in the hell down the chain does it get lost that competition is bad? Or 
is it the fact that you can't just swallow enough pride and put your ego to the side and actually go out and shoot competition? And I'll tell you this, most people I've met, as someone who has stepped on the mat, now it's been a few years, but as someone who has stepped on the mat, I have never met a martial artist that was into guns that was not okay with competition. Why? Because they know how to put their ego at the door, especially grapplers, right? You have to leave your ego at the door, otherwise you end up with broken bones. I'm, this is more of a PSA as it is a tangent. Please, put your ego the fuck away and get out and shoot competitions. Think about it. Your tactical classes cost you what? couple hundred bucks on the low end and go all the way up to however many thousands for whatever Instagram star you want to learn from. But if you took that money and went to your local match where you pay an average price of $25 to $30 for an entry fee to shoot a match that's 150 to 300 rounds week after week, even bi-monthly. You did it two times a month. You would learn so much more than just attending class after class after class after class. It doesn't... Those classes... And this is where most people kind of miss the point of classes. Classes are meant for attaining new ways of training, a new skill to learn. They are not your practice. Now, they do have classes set up where it's like a skills practice night and stuff like that. That's fine if that's what it's labeled as. But that's not what most of you are attending. What most of you are attending is, oh, they're going to teach me this skill, this skill, this skill, this skill, this skill, and then don't train it. Because you don't train it on the range. You don't shoot at speed. Well, I don't got to shoot fast. Yes, you do. Show me any self-defense scenario where speed couldn't have helped proper speed as in getting the gun out faster who doesn't want to get a gun out faster if it's needed i'm not saying just willy-nilly whip it out because you can if you need your life is in danger and you need your gun out have you ever heard someone go yeah i would have been all right doing that a little slower no. So I don't understand why this shooting performance gets looked down upon. Everyone wants to do the slowest, smooth, smoothest, fast bullshit. And I don't know if it's performance or competition that scares you away. I'll tell you what, don't even say that. Don't say competition. Say you're going to train with metrics. And those metrics that you have to measure is accuracy and speed. Spoiler alert, that's what we do in competition. It is literally the points, your accuracy, divided by your time to give you a hit factor. What was your percentage 
of speed and accuracy on this stage. Are you starting to see the correlation? And if your ego is so fragile that you can't get out and shoot competition, you're in the wrong spot. You need to start doing something else to unlock being comfortable or being uncomfortable in a situation to be able to learn. Because that's where the learning happens. The learning doesn't happen when you're comfortable. Generally, when you're comfortable, you start to get complacent and you don't learn. You want to learn, you got to get uncomfortable. That's getting those butterflies when you get onto a stage. Learning to process faster, learning to execute your plan. Right? You're running a gun at speed, executing the plan that you just made up. Now the real trick is, can you stick to that plan once the buzzer goes off? Can you stick to that plan when you're the next person up behind the local hot shoe and he just blows everyone's doors off? Can you maintain your plan even though you just saw him run and gun at a speed that you didn't think was humanly possible, but now subconsciously you're thinking, I'm, I'm going to run it that fast. Are you not without training? Not without, dare I say, shooting competition? I'm very sorry, this was a very different episode, but this, I can't believe this is still a thing. <laughs> I, I hope that we're past it. I really hope that more of you get into shooting competitions. If, you know, I'm not even telling you to go to level ones or go into level twos, threes, or fours. Just go to your locals and learn. Get those reps in. That's a better use of your ammo and your time. I'm not telling you not to take those classes. I still take those classes. But I take them in between. They, the, those matches in between and those training sessions in between, you're supposed to implement and train with what you learned in the class. If you're taking class after class after class after class, when are you implementing it? When are you trying these skills out for yourself? You can't tell me you're trying them out in the next class because you're supposed to be learning a new one. Think about it, guys. And if you do need help getting into competitions, please feel free to reach out. You can either reach out to my training company at Performance Gun Training on all the social medias. The email is performancegun at gmail.com. I do a lot of intro to competition. I don't even really call it competition anymore. It's it's really intro to practical shooting because that's kind of what it is. Or if you have any questions about it, you can always reach out to us here, pewtimepodcast at gmail.com, at Laugh and Load on Facebook and Instagram. You can check out laughandload.com for any of the uh, shirts and hats you see all the guys wearing on the range. But please... Do me a favor, check your ego at the fucking door, and get out and do some real training. Love you guys, we'll talk to you next week.